News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Minister for Justice Helen McEntee, good morning to you. Minister, we're getting the body cams. Facial recognition technology is to come a little bit later. Explain where we're at. Well, look, the overall objective here is making sure that Gardaí have the tools, the technology that they need, not just to keep themselves safe, but to keep everybody else safe and also to help them when they're going through criminal investigations. Um, Gardaí have access to, at the moment, whether it's CCTV footage, whether it's, you know, the, the, the issue of call out for different uh, types of footage that people might have in their own homes, in their cars. What we need to make sure is that with all of this footage, Gardaí then have the ability to sift through it, in particular for the most serious of cases, as quickly as possible. So based on the decision yesterday by government, um, the Gardaí will now be able to start procuring for body-worn cameras. As I said, it's so important for themselves to keep themselves safe, for others and for particular types of crimes where they're the first on the scene, that initial bit of evidence is really important. What we'll do separately then is bring forward heads of bill for facial recognition technology and this will only be in the most serious of cases on a retrospective basis and it will allow Gardaí to essentially access information in a much, much quicker way. So to be clear though, the type of body cams that we are procuring will have facial recognition technology involved in them and included in them. Is that correct? So there will be an ability to have facial recognition. So if the Gardaí are procuring for body-worn cameras, it is absolutely sensible that they would be procuring for a system that allows for FRT. But what we're saying very clearly is this can't be used. We have to bring through legislation before that can happen. And it will only be used in the most serious and the most specific of cases. But but you're clearly planning to use FRT for Angar the Siakona down the line or you wouldn't have procured that kind of camera. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. We had uh, Minister Oisín Smith, uh, Green Party TD, on the hard shoulder yesterday. And he said, it was put to him that this is sort of a win for the Greens. I think that is, is what a lot of people are saying Minister. And he said the Greens, and I'm quoting him, are pro-civil rights, Fine Gael, are pro-law and order. And I think we've struck a balance between the two. Is that how you'd categorise this? Well, look, I would say I'm pro-civil rights and I'm pro-law and order. Um, this is about making sure that the Gardaí are equipped and that we do so in the most appropriate way. So I think we found and we have struck the right balance here. Um, there will be facial recognition. There will be body-worn cameras. We will go through a process as we have done for the past year. Um, and the most important thing is at the end of that, the Gardaí have body-worn cameras, but also they have a way to sift through the information that they have. And if I could maybe just because what we're talking about the technology here but just give people examples and in particular my discussions with the Garda Commissioner so they gave us an example of a murder case where the Garda had 40,000 hours of footage and that was across about 150 different devices it took weeks to sift through that information so to have this technology where it would be very specific very targeted very focused that could be done in a matter of hours or another area where the Commissioner really has, has focused on you might have a device that has been confiscated whether it's a laptop or a phone and you find not just thousands, but millions of images of child sexual abuse, you have to be able to very quickly identify which of those images are old, potentially years old. So by uh, comparing them with other databases using facial recognition, but there may be images that are only hours or days old to be able to identify those quickly where a child might still be at risk. And can I ask you... This is how how important uh, it is. Yeah, and and I accept that. But can I ask you a last question? Are we tying our hands here? I know you're saying that we're going to use it for murder, maybe like rape, the most heinous crimes on the statute books. But but what about armed robbery and things? Why are we limiting our ability to use facial recognition technology? Would the guards not benefit for it being used in, in, in a wider remit? 
Well, what we're saying here is anything that would have a life sentence. So that's uh, murder, it's serious sexual assault, it's serious um, security issues. And there are a wide range of offences where you have aggravated assault and, and some of that might There are organised criminals who commit crimes, well. Minister, that don't carry a life sentence, but it would, it would be to the benefit of, of society if they were locked up. Absolutely. But look, what we have decided upon here and and what we have set the parameters are on the most serious of offences that do carry life sentences. Um, We've worked through a process and and this is where we have landed. And I think the commissioner, and I only spoke to him about this yesterday, uh, is happy where we are. And the most important thing now is that we actually get about introducing this legislation that the, the body cams can be procured and that we start using this technology. We are an outlier in this. We are one of the few countries across Europe that does not have okay. this. So to be able to use it at home, but also to be able to engage with Europol and Interpol and other Guardian and police forces will All be right. really, really helpful. Uh, speaking of organised criminals, Front of the Irish Times this morning, Government Review calls for repeal of emergency legislation. This is this is the Offences Against the State Act that were brought in over a, a number of years in the middle of the last century, if we can still say that, but that are used against terrorists, against organised criminals. And now this review, this government appointed review has recommended we abolish them. Do you agree? Well, they've not recommended that we abolish them. What they're saying is that they should be repealed and reinstated. And if I could just personally say it, I believe and I think many believe that the Special Criminal Court and the Offences Against the State have stood the test of time and have served us and helped keep people safe. They have been emergency powers and obviously next week we will renew the Special Criminal Court um, because the clear evidence is that it is still needed. What the reports are saying, both the majority and the minority report, uh, is that the legislation across different bills should be repealed and put back into one piece of legislation that the Special Criminal Court should remain but that it should be amended slightly. So So are you saying it should be modernised this legislation rather than abolished? So the the majority report suggests that it should be resumed on a permanent footing, but that there should be some changes as to how it operates. The minority report has a slightly different approach, but still says that a non-jury court is needed. So I think that's very important whether you look at the majority, which are four people who uh, worked on this report or two, they are both saying and I fully agree with this, that the Special Criminal Court is needed, but how it is uh, essentially put on a more permanent footing, there is a difference of opinion here. So it's important that time is taken to digest what is in these reports. There's a lot of engagement has to happen with the guards, the DPP, uh, with other state agencies, and we need to look at how we can potentially move forward with this information. But, you know, as I said, next week, we will be renewing the offences against the state. My party has always supported that renewal and based on the evidence from the Commission, it is still needed to tackle whether it's okay. organised crime, subversives or, or people who risk and threaten the security and the safety of people in this country. Alright, moving on to the bill to criminalise hate speech. It, it has attracted broad criticism fr- from all sides of the House, uh, opposition and, and within, and senators uh, uh, as well. Um, the, the lack of definition around hate, what it actually is, is that a problem? There's a particular focus on this and what I would say is what we're doing is updating and this is specific to the hate speech side. Uh, I think there's general consensus on hate crime, but in terms of hate speech, what we're doing is updating a law that we've had since 1989. And the problem with the law is not the definition of hate because in the 89 Act we don't actually define it. It's commonly understood, be it in the courts, be it with the DPP who you know puts forward prosecutions or the Gardaí. It's a commonly understood term as to what hate is. It's, it's, it's not a mild feeling of dislike for somebody. It's the more extreme side of things. The advice from 
not just the current Attorney General, but the former Attorney General, is that we don't or shouldn't define it. Because when you start defining it, you then potentially limit and narrow the parameters under which people can be prosecuted here. But there's never been an issue with the definition or lack of definition of hate. The problem that we've actually had in making sure we have legislation that works is how it's then applied. So for hate speech, firstly, our legislation doesn't cover online and you know, it's fair to say that so much of the commentary sure. and the issues that have been raised by people in particular in the Shannon, it's about it's it's a culture war. It's 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 it a is, lot of the concern that, that people have is you're saying online. if you define it you, you limit what, what what will fall into the, the category of hate speech. But a lot of people think that is the right way to do it. And I know you say and I and I've 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 heard you say before that look the guards understand what hate speech is, the judiciary do. But what if the common citizens don't understand what hate speech is? We had an issue this week in, in the news, Darren Kennedy was asked to explain Irish slang. He was asked to explain he didn't bring it up, he was asked to explain the word knackered. And then he was because he explained it, he was being accused of a racial slur. Could he now be accused of hate speech when, when, when there was nothing hateful at all in what he was saying, but some people might have been mild, mildly offended? No, and this is where I suppose the approach and the application of this comes into play. So this is not a subjective test. So the person who feels that they have been aggrieved, aggrieved saying, well, I feel I've been aggrieved and therefore that is the test. It's any objective person. So if you have a group of peers, a jury in a court, what would an average person listening to what that person has said think? Now, you know exactly the word you've used you're and in a, the context. But Minister, what if you're of a minority view? What if you're somebody who wants to protest outside a prison because there is a trans woman convicted of rape housed in the female estate. And you maybe have a minority view on that, but you want to protest. Are you now somebody who, who will be accused of hate speech because you have a gender critical view? This is the fear people have around this bill. No, absolutely not. And this is, the again, another issue. It has been pigeonholed into one very specific issue. If you look at all of the characteristics and the people that we are trying to protect, the minority groups, there's race, religion, uh, ethnicity, there's disability, gender is one of those protected characteristics. But because of a very significant, I would say, debate, but but culture war that's happening around the moment around gender, gender ideology, transgenderism, sure. this is where it all, is all focused on. But people will have difference of opinions when it and comes they're in, to And they're entitled to hold those they differences of opinions. They are entitled to hold those views. Okay. There's very clear, very clear outlines in this bill for the expression, freedom of expression to protect that, but also uh, around discourse, debate, right. difference of opinions, difference of views on things. Lastly, we're hearing reports all week of disquiet among the rank and file of Fine Gael about uh, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar's leadership. Are you hearing those things within Fine Gael yourself? And any idea about whether or not if he were to stand aside that you would run for it? No, I'm not, firstly. Um, I think Leo has the support of his party, not just in the parliamentary party, but on the ground. Um, I don't think he could be working any harder and I think he has... Um, over the last number of years, if you just look at the record and where we're at, full employment, an economy that's flying. Um, yes, there are significant challenges in certain areas, in particular housing. We still have work to do, but I absolutely have confidence that he is the right person, not just to to work in those areas, but to lead us into the okay. next uh, into the next government. And, and if he were to stand aside, could you see Taoiseach or leader of Fine Gael, Helen McEntee? That's not an option and really my priority is where I'm working at the moment and we've just gone through a lot of issues and my problem or my my determination is to see through those uh, issues. 
Minister for Justice Helen McEntee, thank you for speaking to News Talk Breakfast. That is our lot uh, for today. Kieran and I will be back in the morning from uh, seven o'clock. Oh, uh, Kieran, you I should have said one yes. Quick thing. I, I said Darren Kennedy was being accused of using a racist slur. It was, of course, singer Dermot Kennedy, and that was my uh, my mistake and my apologies. And of course, there's absolutely no sense. And, and the person did absolutely. nothing wrong uh, in this situation. Just to uh, to stress that. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.